Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Spiritual Ninja. It is getting super close to my birthday. Yay! On June 26th, and I have been thinking a lot about this next trip around the sun. And it's feeling super significant, not because of some number, but because I just feel a lot of, I guess you can call it acceleration in my reality. So I feel as though I'm being stretched in many ways, and it's not without its challenges, right? Stretching has its challenges. And in fact, I've been taking daily walks. You probably have too. I mean, I think everybody in my whole neighborhood is out walking. And now I've come to love it. Like I'm not giving up my daily walks no matter what. And I do this at sunset. And it just seems to be this time where I am really moving through new experiences that I'm having. I am around nature. I love where I live. There's mountains around and you hear the birds chirping and I get to see all kinds of, you know, I see bunnies and I see um, hummingbirds on my walk every day. And it's just the most beautiful time to reflect. And I'm looking out at the mountains and I'm being with the trees and my wind, the wind is on my face and I'm watching, I, there's these little bugs that cross my path on the sidewalk. You know, I kind of walk around them and over them. And, and there's just something really profound about noticing the simplest things. It's like my time to tune in to those little, little nuances around me. You know, sometimes when we're so busy, we miss those things. And so I'm just feeling so in tune. And there are things that are falling away from me as I tune in to the subtleties, right? Some of the things that don't really matter anymore. And we have this need to be connected to so much outside of us sometimes, you know, and until we've now all, you know, been more at home and, and gone through these experiences that we've gone through, what is happening for me is this like really deep connection with love. And when I say love, I mean like the highest love. And as we walk through this time, we're really being asked to shed anything that is not in truth so that we can connect deeper to this love. And for some, this will be a, a quick process, right? For some of you, you're probably already deeply in this. And for others, it's a slow and gradual unfolding and neither is better than the other. It just is what it is. And for me right now, this feels like this really profound connection to love and, and a channel to love. And anything not in alignment with that is just feeling distant from my reality. It's like it's disappearing, right? Growth, right? This is growth. This is what growth is. And I think you should look inside yourself right now and say like, what does growth look like for me right now? You know, that's my experience of some of what I'm going through, but what are you going through? And how is growth showing up for you? I am getting very used to the sensation of the stretch. And even in the stretch, 
I opened up to, oh, I can flow within the stretch, right? Like, like I don't, you know, when you stretch a rubber band, it doesn't feel like there's much flow to that. Well, I'm like stretching and flowing within the stretch, which is a new experience for me. And being able to connect with new frequencies always, that's going on for me often, and creating a rhythm with all of it, right? A rhythm in the higher dimensions. It's fascinating. I'm like a kid in a playground, right? Especially when I'm out in nature at this time. And I just want to say that so much is possible right now. And I'm going to be sharing lots of new things with you guys, like over the next six months, let's say, um, as I continue to go deeper into my own journey and I continue to be shown so much, I just want to pass it along to you guys. And so we'll be talking more about it on the show and hopefully you can share how you're connecting deeper to yourselves and what's coming up for you and the remembering process of remembering, you know, why you're here, who you came to be. It's so awesome. And so if there's anyone walking this in your life, share this episode for them, right? Sometimes we just need to know that we are on the journey and other people are too. I don't know about you, but whenever, when I went through my massive transformation, I was like, I'm either losing my mind or opening up to something amazing, right? And some days it's like, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm onto something. And other days I'm like, nope, I'm probably crazy, right? This is what it's like when we are going through change. We vacillate back and forth between those two states of being. And this is why it's so important to share with people right? And to know that other people might be going through things and they're not, they might be not even talking about it because they're sitting there going, am I going crazy or am I healing and growing? Like, I'm not sure which is which, right? And when you start sharing things and inspiration, we can connect with, oh, this is the walk. This is what this is about. We're just going deeper and we're learning and we're being stretched into new versions of ourselves. And that's awesome. And so today we're going to be diving into what it means to be a spiritual ninja with my guest, Janelle Krista. She's a Hollywood coach, an actress, a producer, and a screenwriter and creator of Conscious Entertainment. Yay for that. Um, having come from a history of affairs, divorce, and family dysfunction, as well as a bipolar diagnosis, she strongly believes that happiness is a choice. Janelle's level of expertise sees her coaching celebrity clients and people from all walks of life seeking to bring fulfillment into their lives. Janelle is also the founder of a conscious production company called Lemurian Dreams. So with no further ado, let's welcome Janelle Krista. Hey Janelle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I really, you know, it's funny before people come on the show, I, like I'm sure you do and everybody does, just get these little instincts, right, about the person. Obviously, I've never met you before, like, and this is our first time chatting, but I really feel like one of the things that came up just as I was reading a little bit about you and just kind of sensing, you know, into your world is um, just a really powerful story of transformation, a personal story um, journey in this human form. And so I would love to start there. If you can kind of take us back to what feels powerful and potent, you know, a lot of our tribe that listen to this show and myself included have been through powerful transformations or are in the midst um, of powerful transformations. And let's face it, our whole world is right now. Mm -hmm. So 
maybe you can share just a little bit about yours. Yeah, you know, it's funny because whenever I get asked about, you know, what is my story, I'm, I'm always called to different places in that story. You know, sometimes I'll start with, oh, you know, it was really a health crisis. And then other times I'll talk about, oh, you know, well, when I was in drug rehab for the second time, <laughs> or, you know, when I uh, uh, gave birth to my firstborn, you know, because there's so many different times throughout our life that we have these big wake up aha moments that really catapult different parts of our journey. Um, but for whatever reason right now, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit called to um, talk about birth. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a, ca a category that kind of gets missed a lot for whatever reason when we're talking about transformation and, and you know, these big moments of our story. Um, and yet it's really the beginning of everything. And it's when all of our imprints are first made on us and uh, our first impressions into this new realm of reality that we've stepped into. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's funny because throughout my, my healing process, I have continuously returned to birth. And even still years and years later, I work with my own birth story a lot. And I feel like for whatever reason, just called to bring that up today because it, it really is such a huge, huge impression on us and how we enter the world and what that environment is like when we first take those, those first breaths of life and we look around that room. And um, I recently just in a meditative experience went back and, and really tried to rehash that out in a way that I wanted to, um, in a way that I would have wanted to come into the world. And, um, and so that's feeling present for me. Um, so I wanted to share that because I, I think that it's important that every human being kind of look at their own birth and and what happened in that process and um, try to, to work with those energies to heal those energies. Because when we can go back to the beginning, we can really start all over again. I think it's so awesome. We actually did an episode a few years back where um, I was talking to a doula mm -hmm. about you know, birth trauma and birth stories. And it was very interesting because she hadn't really shared about that publicly yet. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so called to ask her about it because she obviously attends so many different births. Mm -hmm. And we had this amazing story. And I, um, I actually have many times um, memories of, I have memories of being in my mother's womb and not, and deciding I didn't want to be born. Mm. And um, I had, I was an emergency C-section. I had a super traumatic birth. Mm. And I also uh, was in resistance, you know, of coming like at the final hour. I was born with two spirit guides um, that I was with till I was six years old. So there's a lot for me around that. And I feel like it's such an important conversation. And it's interesting when I was talking to her and I did that episode on the show, um, the doula, she ended up going on to talk about it extensively, like on many different shows. And I think it's such an important conversation. Would you be willing to share some of what you discovered about your birth story? Yeah, you know, it's, um, I didn't have like an emergency was born, you know, my mom and neighbor and uh, her, her water broke. I think she didn't have the contractions, and so she needed to have pitocin to make the uh, the labor start to move faster. 
and started to, like you were just talking about, almost push me before I was really ready to. And I got stuck in the birth canal and they had to end up using forceps to um, pull me out. And, you know, I think that that really has shaped me as a human being of feeling like I need to do things my own way. You know, I'm getting pushed into things before I'm ready. Um, all of those different stories that we, um, you know, that we develop when we go through something traumatic. But what was so fascinating was that when my daughter was born, she was actually um, born, it's amazing, like 20 years after I was born, um, almost to the date where like, you know, her, her birthday is in February, I'm in March. Uh, we have the same stories, you know, like my um, my biological father he, and my mom were kind of like a college thing, you know, nothing serious. That same thing happened with me when I was um, the same age my mom was. We both had little daughters and um, almost born at the same time. It's really, really remarkable. But it's so fascinating because, and I think I'm starting to get why this is present for me, because we see this so much in the world, that when we don't heal something, it, it kind of comes back, um, yes. you know, on stage. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, you know, heal this, or I'm going to continue to repeat this and it's going to blow up. And I feel like with the state of the, of the world right now, you know, we are in a state of this massive birth, you know, like this really big birth into this new world. And it's like, okay, we got to heal all this stuff or else it's, it's going to destroy us, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And I'm so glad you brought that up because like the repeating patterns, right. This is ultimately, I think for adults, what drives us crazy at some point is you keep, you, you finally become aware of a pattern and then you keep seeing it over and over and over again. It's just like, ah, oh, why, you know, how do I change this? Or I remember one time laughing with a friend and being like, let me just give you my patterns and you can give me yours. At least they'll be new and different, right? Oh, and we can just exchange patterns. Um, back in the day when we were in our 20s and we would always talk about the things that keep showing up, like, you know, dating the same type of guy or, you know, these things that we all go through. Um, and I think it is such a powerful time of being able to actually heal these things so that we're not repeating that. Like whether it's from generation to generation or just seeing that repetition, you know, in our own life time and time again. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, really looking at ourselves, you know, while we're in, in this space of uncertainty of, you know, where the future is going to lead, which we never really know where it's going to lead, but we always have this false idea that we know yeah. what's coming, you know, and that sense of security. And and now it's like the, there's just so much variety. We have no idea what's going to happen. And so really taking that time to go really local, you know, heal yourself and and um, your family and, and, you know, the people that are closest to you work with all of those energies of just doing that healing and watch that become more global, you know, because that's what we can do. We can't really, there's so much, I'm becoming very aware even more so of just the chaos and the craziness in the world. And it's becoming so present and, you know, it, it kind of can, it can stir you up if you don't stop it, you know, you have to go, okay, what, what is within my power? What can I do? And I can work to heal myself and I can work to heal my patterns and I can work to, you know, um, recognize the the things that I'm repeating. Um, and so we can repair them, you know, ultimately. Yeah. And it's so fascinating, especially right at this time, because, you know, there are always different frequencies going on simultaneously, right? And people resonating with different levels. 
And I feel like now more than ever, you can truly have this experience of like being sucked into, let's say a fear frequency or being sucked into a certain thing and then feeling yourself be like, no, wait a second. Like, I'm not going to connect with that or I'm not going to align with that. And you can really like experience moment by moment, day by day, the different like embodiments that you can have and, and how you can stay um, grounded at this time, how you can stay connected to something that feels, you know, like I understand there's a birthing going on. Right. And there's, there's all kinds of things surrounding that, but I don't have to, you know what I mean? Get sucked into like a lot of fear and a lot of, um, just maybe mistruths going going on around us. And I think everything is becoming so much more illuminated. Do you feel like, I'm just curious, like, do you feel like so much of what is rising to the surface or becoming illuminated has always been there, just it's becoming more conscious or do you feel like it's actually expanding? Um, I think it's a little bit of both, you know? I think that uh, it has been there and it's, you know, there's this space now that's being opened up and we're able to really become more conscious of it on a, on a bigger level. And I think when that happens, it also expands, you know, because I think that's our greatest need is, is, and desire is to expand and to grow. And I think we can do that in so many different ways. You know, like you said, there's a lot of different mistruths or, or false realities or artificial realities, fear-based realities that are, that are, are, you know, coming up that we're becoming really aware of. And it's just a matter of making a conscious choice and decision on what frequency you want to tap into. And, and I think that, you know, it's also staying balanced within that. It's not like going into, you know, I'm sure you've seen it happen where people like jump into spiritually bypassing the whole thing too. Right. <laughs> and it's like, right. like, that's like equally as damaging as, as going into a fear-based reality because it's, it's not being present with what's real, you know, and all the different emotions and different things that are coming up in in the craziness. Yeah. And one of the things I go back to, you know, when I went through probably my biggest transformation ever and like at the time, there was just a lot of emotion being shed. And I really, it felt like that was going to go on forever. Mm -hmm. And, but now that I look back at that time, I'm like, there's nothing else that needed to happen during that time other than me just shedding the emotion. Like I didn't have, you know, when all this stuff is coming up, like sometimes we don't have clarity on steps forward at that time, or we don't, it's just not time for anything else yet. Like there's a place, you know, there's a place for all of it. And there is a process to it, just like there's a birthing process, right? It's not the same at every step and stage of birthing a baby, let alone birthing, you know, a new reality or a different level of consciousness. And there are times for for each of those stages and knowing, you know, being able to surrender to those times, being able to just be with it. Like I couldn't have, looking back at just me personally, I just needed to like purge for a period of time. That's what needed to happen. And there was an end to that. At some point I was like, Hmm, I don't, you know, I don't feel like I need to sit here and cry about this anymore, or I'm not, there's nothing left in me about this. And then it, you know, it evolved into, I want to now take inspired action. I want to move forward in certain ways in my life. So it's interesting. I just think we need to honor that. And certainly everybody has their own unique perspective and feelings that they're going through with all of this. 
Yeah, we're definitely seeing a lot of <laughs> unique perspectives on on how people deal with different things, especially especially fear, you know? <laughs> sure. You know, I always say like on the show, I mean, I do episodes on fear. I talk about fear all the time because like when I peel back the layers, I'm like, there's the fear, right? And so I talk about it and it's like probably like, it always makes me laugh. It's the least listened to episodes. I'm like, I don't know, at some point that's going to evolve or that's going to like, I'm shifting that because I'm like, I know it's not like a fun or sexy topic at all, but it's so critically important to like, you know, it's there, it's running the show if we aren't like conscious of it or don't develop some sort of like awareness around it. So um, it's funny because I think we tend to just, you know, want to compartmentalize and run from those fears. And yet, you know, I think the earth is teaching us to allow this, you know, allow this to all happen. Yeah, absolutely. And I think really leaning into the fear, which I think is what's so terrifying to people is because, you know, I think underneath the fear is something so precious, which is love and fear of loss and, you know, and all the beauty and we will do anything that we possibly can to protect that, you know? And so when we can move past the fear and go into that, it, it can be very illuminating, but you're right. It's not super sexy. It's like when you're on a car ride and you're <laughs> right. like, I'm going to throw on a podcast. Ooh, fear, you know, right. <laughs> let's all hang out and listen to a podcast on fear. It's like, right. I don't know. It's not the first thing that occurs to us really, but, um, but I love that you, I know you are writing a book mm-hmm. called spiritual ninja and I love the title and I would love if you would just share a little bit I mean, there's probably no better time that we need to be spiritual ninjas than at this time. And so it's brilliant timing. But can you tell us a little bit about the tools, the message of the book, like what you feel we all need to understand or the lens that can be helpful to look through? Yeah. So um, last year, I had this really strong calling to create this book that was uh, really providing people tools to stay grounded, connected, connect, uh, protected, and centered when the world is kind of falling apart. And whether that's your personal world or the big world, but, you know, I think intuitively I kind of knew something big was coming. I mean, that, that every psychic and channeler and astrologist has said that 2020 was going to be a big year. And and I think after 2016, we, it, you know, the election was so just so collectively stressful for for everyone in the entire planet, even people who are not in the United States, um, I knew that this new election year was going to be really intense. And so I felt very called to create a book that could give people skills um, in order to stay grounded and stay connected and stay protected. Um, Because that's not something that we're really taught growing up. We're actually taught almost the opposite of that. You know, it's like, you know, sit in this desk in a box and learn out of this box book and out of this box, (laughs) you know, chalkboard in this box building and like, you know, and separate yourself from, uh, you know, what your intuition is and just listen to what you're being told. And, you know, we have this kind of mindset that's put into us, you know, from birth with, you know, medications like the, you know, we have a lot of numbing medications from birth with uh, anesthetics and uh, anesthesia or epidurals or whatever. And um, then we're given drugs every time we get a cold or, you know, we're just taught to avoid 
pain or avoid, you know, any kind of uncomfortable feelings um, at all costs. And so it's, it's a little bit backwards than what we're told, but it's basically, you know, a book on like how to lean in to that discomfort and how to then release the discomfort. Um, I guess if I was going to put it in just, you know, a couple sentences to make things really, really easy for people. So it's really literally like, you know, um, very, very practical approaches to a spiritual outlook on, on, I guess, what you would call like psychic protection. And I really tried to make it very relatable to the modern world, you know? So when I talk about like a psychic attack, quote unquote, you know, a lot of people might think that that's like some demonic entity or something. And, um, but I'm really talking from a practical level, like you could be on Instagram and you make a post and some internet troll you know, says something awful to you and that rubs you the wrong way. And even though you try to, you know, uh, not think about it, it bugs you for the rest of your day or it ruins your day or whatnot. Um, and these are tools on how to, how to, on a psychic and energetic level, release that. Um, so you can feel more peace and have more joy in your, in your day-to-day life. So cool. And what is it like, when you say psychic attack, like what are, I know you gave the example on Instagram, but like, are there sensations that for people that, you know, maybe have heard the word or, but are going, have I had a psychic attack? And like, what does that feel like? Are there specific sensations to that? Absolutely. And I think that it's really individual to the person, but you know, for me, a lot of the times um, when I say I'm around someone um, and maybe that person is having a feeling of not enough or, you know, like an imprisoning emotion, like jealousy or insecurity or shame, um, you know, and they're going through that. And I'm a sensitive person and we're all sensitive. I mean, you know, even though we may not be aware of it, every single person can, can experience other people's emotions and feelings because we're all made of the same energy. So for me, a lot of the times, like I'll pick up on that, um, by feeling really drained, like all of a sudden I'll feel really tired, um, you know, and I won't be able to figure out why. Uh, another thing is, you know, I'll start to feel really, really agitated um, and, or like I want to, um, you know, explode on somebody else for no reason at all. And that's usually an indicator that I'm carrying around some sort of energy that's either not mine or, you know, that I picked up and I somehow resonated with on some level and I'm carrying it around with me. Um, so, you know, it can look different, but it's basically just tuning into yourself of like, ooh, I feel really agitated or, ooh, I feel really tired or, or you know, I feel, uh, you know, really fuzzy or kind of out of it. You know, all these different kinds of things, that's usually an indication that you're carrying around something. And a psychic attack kind of sounds a little bit scary, um, but, you know, it can, it can just be like bad vibes, basically. <laughs> Yeah. And how often do you think that people are picking up other people's stuff and thinking it's their own? All the time, constantly. I think if you're not conscious of, you know, and making a conscious effort to hold your own space, um, then you're, it's going to be really confusing <laughs> because you're not going to know what's yours or what's other people's um, because we have to be able to be aware of our, where we end and where other people begin. And we're not really taught that again, it goes back to birth, you know, like from birth, we are not really taught this sense of, of personal autonomy. You know, we're like, 
passed around by different doctors and nurses and the hospital room. Oh, this baby, like we're objects, you know? And so uh, it can be really, really hard to discern what's mine and what's yours if I don't make a conscious effort to learn how to do that. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I think like, you know, at this time, especially when you have, you know, so many emotions going on, like globally, how is that, like, how's that affecting you personally? Uh, Well, you know, for me, I have had to really make it a big, big practice to make sure that I spend, you know, an extended amount of time in personal reflection or meditation or journaling work, you know, every single day. And I have two kids and they're, you know, one is three and one is 13. So they're highly needy right now. Um, But it's like not making excuses and finding that time, you know, even if it means staying up a little bit later than you're used to, but really taking that time to, at the end of the day, really get rooted in the ground and give back whatever doesn't belong to you, whatever you picked up. And we have information. We're just bombarded with information, you know, and I have an iPhone and um, I don't even have a news app, but it still gives me news, you know, when I scroll over and I see headlines and they can be a shock to the system, you know, and it's like, even if we don't read it, it goes into our unconscious mind because we can still see it and it can it can send shockwaves through us we we're so uh just totally bombarded with so much information all the time that it can completely you know set our whole nervous systems off if we're not really really attuned to it and especially right now with there being so much craziness i mean it's more it's more important now than ever before especially in my lifetime uh that we learn our own sense of discernment and our own sense of what is true to us because there's so much going on and so many different realities I think that are really coming together and colliding that you have to be able to know what's yours or else you're just not going to be able to survive in this new modern world. Yeah it's so it's so um, empowering and I think sometimes like when I've been in session and I have um, had somebody say something to me and I'm like, that's not even yours. Like immediately they shift, right? Because they're like, Oh, I've been like basically running this programming. That's not even mine. And think about like, it's like taking off all these jackets that you've been wearing, right? It's like, Oh, I don't have to, I don't have to wear this and I don't have to wear this person's emotions and deal with this kind of stuff. And that is ultimately when we talk about a path to freedom and, um, you know, being sovereign beings and it's like so much of, of releasing, right? Like taking off what is not ours to begin with. And then also starting to look at what is ours, right. And, and have some healing with that. So I love that. I think that's really beautiful. Where can people find spiritual ninja? Um, uh, directly on my website, it is on Amazon, but you can get it on my website for a little bit, uh, you know, get the ebook there at a discounted rate, um, which is JanelleKrista.com. And there's actually a, a free mini version of the book that comes with a few guided meditations on, on how to, you know, spiritually protect yourself that are, are totally free. Um, so they can get that there if they want to just kind of get a little taste of it in advance. Perfect. We will put that in the show notes. Are there any social media handles that you are on often that we should know about? Yeah, I um, I spend most of my time on Instagram. I did just start a YouTube channel. I'm a filmmaker 
And so uh, I really love to kind of channel spirituality and mysticism into into film. And so I do have a little YouTube channel I just started. Um, both of those are at uh, Janelle Krista, which is C-H-R-I-S-T-A. Awesome. We will include all those links in the show notes, you guys, um, on the website, thesoulfrequency.com. So I want to ask you the four questions we ask all of our guests, um, which is based on the anatomy of transformation. And there are four pillars to the process. The first pillar is truth. And I believe that when we come across a deep truth in our life, that it's a catalyst and it really starts things in forward motion, new levels of awareness, changes we're going to make in our life. So what is a deep truth that you've come across in your life, maybe even recently? Um, gosh, where to begin here? That's a good one. <laughs> um, I'll tell a little story. Uh, when I was about 23 years old, I, uh, after I gave birth to my firstborn daughter, I uh, decided it would be a great idea to go and get breast implants. Um, it was like an overnight kind of just, I'm going to do this and signed up at the doctor's office and, um, and became miserably, miserably ill. I almost died from the initial surgery. I got a horrible infection. I had to have four surgeries afterward. Uh, I, it, I, I was then sick for eight years while I had these implants in and every single doctor that I went to, whether it was a plastic surgeon or, a you know, a regular doctor, no one believed me that it could be my breast implants that were making me sick. And, um, I finally, you know, found an online community and really found out that there were a lot of women that were getting sick from their breast implants. And so I decided I was going to get them taken out. But I think the deeper truth really that I'm still continuing to learn is that, yes, it was the breast implants that were making me sick because they're made of carcinogens and toxins and, and you know, have a laundry list of like just horrible, disgusting, toxic particles in them. Um, but underneath that was, it was uh, my own toxic beliefs that were really making me sick. Um, that, you know, I had stuffed inside of my body, not only these uh, silicone implants, but I had stuffed inside of my body, these beliefs that I wasn't enough or that I needed something, you know, to be able to make me feel beautiful, or I needed to buy into what society's vision of beauty meant and the real deep truth in that you know is is really that um your my your beliefs really are what create your reality and until you heal your beliefs and all the different emotions especially your emotions that show up with that then there's no real healing that can be found, you know, you, but really we create our reality with our choices, with our beliefs, with our emotions. And when we really take charge of our, our beliefs and heal our emotions and, and work to harmonize them, then we can be free. Mm, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I feel, I just feel like that's really going to um, touch some lives and help some people like, you know, it kind of came through at the end of this episode, but I just feel like that's really powerful. And the second step is release. So when you started, obviously you physically released the implants out of your body, but as that process started to unfold, the physical healing, what needed to be released 
in the forms of thoughts, ways of seeing yourself, like specifically limitations, people, experiences, um, patterns. What comes up for you with that? Oh, so many things. I mean, it was a real release of of giving my personal authority, especially my authority with my health and wellness over to, uh, you know, Western medicine and, and the mindset there. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Milgram studies, but there were people that were part of these studies that would literally um, electric, uh, think that they were electrocuting people to death because someone in a white coat was telling them that they had to and is part of this study. And it's fascinating. If anyone wants to Google that, I think it's just one of the most interesting studies that's ever been done that just how much power we'll give away to these people that we put in authority based on, on what, you know, society has told us is, is valuable. So releasing that belief and then really, you know, of course, releasing the implants, releasing the beliefs that I'm not enough, or I, um, I'm, I'm not sexy or I'm not attractive because I was stuffing those beliefs inside of me. Um, and then also, you know, really working to release it on a physical level because it, I'm still, even though it's been four years since I've had them taken out, it's, I'm still working to release all those toxins in my body that were lodged in there, you know, on a physical level. It's like the beliefs become so crystallized that then they become physical and, you know, I'm, my body is still, you know, releasing all of those toxins. So really working with the body as your, as your ally and your friend and, and tuning into what you need to do on a physical level to release and let go as well when those beliefs become so toxic. That's so powerful. We talk about that all the time, like, you know, that things are in our emotional field, our mental field, our spiritual field before they are in our physical field. And all of that is so interconnected. And I think, so in that study, like that you mentioned, um, people were just allowing like doctors because they were doctors to basically shock them or do shock therapy that was killing people. Okay. So what they did is so fascinating is they, um, they would put people in a room with a speaker and a little keypad and, uh, they would have other people in another room. And basically they would have to repeat back to them what they said. And if the person didn't repeat it perfectly, they were supposed to hit this button to give the person a little shock. And the more and more they would do that, the shock would get bigger and bigger and bigger. And they could hear the person on the other side of the, this because there was a speaker, they couldn't see them, but they could hear them. And the person would be saying to them, please, no, please, no. And they would be crying. And a doctor would come in, which wasn't even a real doctor, but it was just part of the study wearing a white coat. And they would say, you need to move forward. You need to move forward. It's essential. It's important that you keep pushing the button. It's important you keep pushing the button. And it was shocking. It was so shocking that people would literally go to the point where there would be no sound on the other side of the speaker. People would say like, no, 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 no. And then the next time they would push it, there would be no sound. And so the people would think that they had died or had become unconscious. And the doctor would come in and say, you need to keep pushing the button. And they would keep pushing the button. So even, so even in, and like long, I mean, they, they felt inside themselves, they shouldn't keep pushing the button. Like I'm hurting this person. This isn't good. But just because a doctor came in Mm -hmm. and said, you need to keep doing this, that they kept doing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. it is, it's it's so fascinating. It's called the Milgram Studies, and I really suggest everybody look into it and, re- and read about it because it's it's honestly just so mind blowing what people will do, you know, when an authority figure tells them to do something. And it's like, wow, when you realize that, it really makes you step out of the situation a little bit more and say, like, wait, this person doesn't. Why does this person have any more authority over me, over my body? You know. Right. And what you feel is right, mm-hmm. like morally and ethically. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. And then um, what is the experience like now, which is the third pillar? So now that you've been doing this healing work and continuing to basically look at the holistic being and healing on every different level, like mm-hmm. what is your daily life like now? What is your experience like in 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 change to these old beliefs? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that it's uh, really just an ability to slow down, <laughs> especially in a really fast world, um, and work with all the different aspects of yourself. So you talk about all the different planes of reality, and you know, I would say also all the different aspects of your multidimensional being, which is your child self, your adolescent self, your higher self, your lower self, your future self, um, and really slowing down enough to tune in with those different energies. And I talk about that actually in the spiritual ninja book um, that you're, I call them your unseen friends or your spiritual, you know, ninja senseis, because um, when you tune into that magical child part of yourself that is full of imagination, um, you can have more power than you can possibly imagine because that's the part of you that knows you create your reality. They, you know, that's the part of you. If you remember when you were little and you could see lava on the floor, you know, when you're playing pretend with your siblings or when you would see fairies in the trees, you know, and for a lot of us that doesn't go away, but for a lot of us it does, or at least gets shut down for a long, long time. So learning how to tune into that really magical part of yourself. Um, and also learning to tune in and work with the very wounded child part of yourself and work with healing that part of you. And so when it's, you know, situations that come up is it's like when this doctor, for example, comes in the room and tells me it's imperative to continue, even if that's going against my, my beliefs, what is that doctor representing to me? Is that representing to me, my father? And now I'm a little child. And when you're a child, you know, your parents are literally physically so much bigger than you and they seem to know so much and they are the one that provides you with everything. So they're literally like God, you know? So if by saying no to this person, am I saying no to God? Am I saying no to my father? Is my father now not going to love me? You know, it's really just looking at why i think that's the most powerful thing why why am i doing the things that i do and where is that coming from and how do i approach that differently from how i want to either from my future self or from myself now you know of where i'm at in this present moment it's so powerful yeah i have a seven-year-old boy so the floor is lava around here often (laughs) often i'm like i am a grown woman and the floor is still lava um so i love that you mentioned that um it's really one of the most powerful questions i think we can ask ourselves is why do i do what i do yeah um that question really takes you into different you know portals of understanding yourself and you know i just think anyone can utilize that like and keep that with you like if you find yourself in a tough time just going like why am i doing this right like why do i do this why do i have these emotional responses or why do i show up in this way with these people that doesn't feel good to me um i think that's a real gift so thank you for bringing that up the fourth pillar is align which is what keeps us in a higher frequency like what keeps us 
resonating at this path of growth and expansion. So for you, what are the practices, rituals, things that you do that are meaningful and for alignment? So uh, a couple of things, but the, I think the number one thing, which is just such an easy go-to um, and literally on a physical level will, you know, I, expand DNA in your body uh, is working with gratitude, you know, like really working with gratitude, working with gratitude and, and for what you have, or imagining experiencing gratitude for your what you're wanting to achieve as if it's already happened. You know, that's the fastest hack really in order to uh, raise your frequency and stay within a, a really higher resonance and state of being is working with gratitude because gratitude isn't just an emotion or you know a fleeting feeling it really truly is a state of being and so doing whatever you can in order to enter a state of gratitude I actually um, and I can give this to you for the listeners as well um, just as a little gift I uh, when the whole coronavirus thing hit, I sent out an email to uh, all of my um, friends and, and colleagues and clients um, that had a, a little video on gratitude that talks about gratitude with the meditation and a gratitude uh, journal that they could print to really work with gratitude. Because even though um, that word is thrown around a lot, you know, in, in church circles or new age circles or, you know, spiritual circles or whatnot, um, it really is a practice, meaning that it actually is not as easy as it sounds. You know, it's not necessarily a natural state because we have so much baggage um, that uh, that comes with everything in our lives that sometimes it can actually be hard to access true gratitude, maybe because we feel entitled to it or maybe because we're um, we feel like something like somebody does something say someone does something to, uh, you know, like your husband does the dishes and you want to be grateful, but you're actually angry because he doesn't do the dishes, you know, every other day of the week. And so you don't want to express your gratitude to him because, uh, you know, it's like, it's like little things like that, but then we stuff gratitude inside of us and it becomes like this thing that we've learned to protect and not live within. And so I think really, really, making it an actual practice and a ritual and a routine um, and a reason to go into a higher state, you have to know how to work with gratitude and really, really step into it. And, um, and it can start with basics, you know, close your eyes and think about something that you're really grateful for. Now go to that moment, like it's actually happening and sit in that moment for a minute, you know, for as long as you can really reliving that moment. And that's going to, on a physical level, spiritual level, emotional level, really raise your frequency and your vibration and, um, and your mood. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. If you want to send us the link to that, I'm happy to add that to the show notes and share that with everybody. What a beautiful gift. Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's essential in this in the spiritual journey, you know, it really. I is. agree. I agree. Thank you for putting that together. And thank you for hanging out with us and being on the show and sharing about your book, Spiritual Ninja. Guys, go out and grab a copy of that. That's really important work, especially for the time that we are in right now um, on this planet. So thank you again, Janelle. Thank you so much. It was so, so nice connecting with you. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. 
If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Thank you.